Welcome back, everybody, to Pop Pop, the Pop Culture Podcast. This is episode 60, and I am the LA nerd, Joel Reeves, joined, as always, by Taylor Salen. Hey, yo. How's it going, everyone? And mouthful of food, Lauren Sperling. Hi, friends. Ha <laughs> ha. Got him. I finished. Is, Don't worry. <laughs> All right. Is it really our 60th episode? It is. Wow. And your eyes and ears do not deceive you, people. This is back-to-back week episodes. What? Hey. You probably didn't even have time to listen to the first one from last week because you were like, ah, I got three months to listen to it. Joke's on you. No, you don't. You got two episodes now. Uh, before we get into today, though, Taylor, roll me those sweet, smooth jams. Wooka wooka. beautiful um i you know what guys every i think each passing week this becomes my least favorite segment uh but what we've been watching taylor go ahead uh yeah i mean i haven't actually been watching too much this week but i did want to shout out a couple things um the first thing that i watched um again was of course hamilton uh, I actually watched it like three <laughs> more times since the last we talked, and I've listened three to three more times. Yeah, and I've listened to the album. Sarah and I are are pretty much like just in love with the album, so I probably listened to the album like ten times as well. You oh are gosh. a madman, so. yeah, dude. I really fell in love with it, man, and so I just wanted to shout that out one more time because I really love Hamilton, and I think it's it's it's. I mean, you hear a lot of like hype about a, a lot of things, especially in the entertainment industry, and I think Hamilton is one of those things where the hype is totally. Um, you know, not only justified, but I mean, I'm pretty much convinced that like not only the music, but the show itself is, uh, you know, in both aspects of uh, the thing are, are pretty much masterpieces. Um, it's just it's like just in Taylor's going back to high school to relive his days as a uh, theater kid. Yeah, exactly. Hey, I, <laughs> I did, and not in I would not in high school, but I did take a theater 101 class in college. So. There you go. That's it. Um, but yeah, no, I, I really loved it, and and to be honest, it um, it really sort of reinvigorized, reinvigorated my um my interest or um whatever you want to call it for sort of musical theater. Um, so yeah, I just want to shout that out. Um, and then in addition to that, I've also been watching Umbrella Academy season two. Um, Lauren, yeah. you, you've been watching this as well, right? Yeah, I uh, I haven't I didn't binge it. I'm trying to make it last, so I think I'm only three or four episodes in. Um, but it's it's great. It's so much fun. Yeah, definitely. I'm, I'm still on so season one of that show. <laughs> um, yeah, no, I you know I think uh, the first season is it's interesting. Um, it definitely has its its flaws. And I think, you know, it's funny because there's these two shows that came out really close to one another. And that's, of course, you know, Umbrella Academy and The Boys. Um, mm-hmm. And, you know, although they're very, very different, they also have a lot of similarities. Um, For sure, yeah. And, you know, obviously, I just absolutely fell in love with The Boys. And I think season one of The Boys is a far superior season to season one of um, Umbrella Academy. But with that said, mm-hmm. I think that it, at least so far, the second season has really stepped up its game. And I mean, it's it's um, it's definitely sort of 
taken the show to another level in the season, which is which is really neat. Um, they sort of take you to a to a different location, you know, than sort of like the first season. And um, you also one of the things I noticed actually is that the episodes are, are much shorter. Uh, this season, I believe they were about an hour. I was about to ask. Yeah, they're about an hour a piece um, in the first season, give or take a few minutes. And here they're about 50 minutes. So mm. by lopping not off about shorter, 10 minutes, well, I, mean, I actually think it makes it's not much shorter, but it makes a significant difference. Yeah, it's more um, concise. It's well, it's not only more concise. It's it's just, you know, it makes the characters more focused. You know, it's less right. less meandering. I mean. And, and yeah. yeah, absolutely. And and, you know, I just think that um, that it was a smart decision to sort of really hone things in. I mean, we'll see how if that lasts for 10 episodes. But as of right now, I'm really enjoying it. So. Um, just want to shout are that they out. are they taking a uh, a, pay, <laughs> a page out of uh, the second graphic novel and doing the whole like JFK assassination storyline from the comics? Without saying yes, but okay. uh, but you know they also took they they also integrated some of that um, Dallas stuff, um, which is I believe what the second uh, yeah. Oh hey, there's Barry making a cameo. Um, Barking at somebody outside. Um, but, you know, they sort of integrated some of that stuff into the first season. But, you know, this is definitely a way uh, deeper exploration of that sort of material. Cool. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, I agree. I mean, I liked the first season. Um, but I, I think I would agree that the boys had a stronger first season than Umbrella Academy. It had... Uh, Umbrella Academy had some moments that I really, really loved. Mm-hmm. Um, shout out to Cameron Britton, my dear friend, mm-hmm. and his wonderful monologue yeah. um, towards the end of season one. Um, and just, you know, mo- overall, the cast as a whole, um, I think did a decent job, but I think it's it's stronger this season. And I'm really loving the humor this season um, and kind of with number five, kind of the self-aware yeah. elements that he brings to it yep um and i haven't read the graphic novels so i don't know how closely it's following Oops. sorry about um, that no that's fine um but i find it very interesting you know kind of where everyone ends up and and how they get to where they are in you know the couple you know second third episode yeah exactly so. and you know I, I i've definitely heard that the ending of this um uh of this new season leaves a lot to be desired let's put it that way um so i'm really excited to see where they take these characters and you know sort of how they kind of lead into season three so desired in what way like Um, it it doesn't end strong or it leaves you wanting more it leaves you wanting more it it, like i I don't i don't want to say like cliffhanger but that's kind of the word that's being thrown around is is cliffhanger so okay kind of like season one yeah yeah exactly What, is what else that? have you been watching, is Taylor? That, that's pretty much it, man. Um, is that Cyclops? What kind of doll is that, though? Yeah, it's a little Cyclops toy I got out of like a quarter machine. Oh, nice, dude. That's awesome. I love the little blast, optic blast. I've got thing a that's going out there. Venom one as well. Nice. Joel is playing oh, yeah. with his toys over Zoom yep. while we're recording. <laughs> I'm, not, I'm not. I'm not playing. This is supposed to be me, and he's looking at each of you as you talk. Yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, that's, that's pretty much everything I've been, I've been watching. I did want to give a shout out to a a documentary called Freestyle Love Supreme, which is about, um, Lynn Manuel's, uh, sort of freestyle group before, you know, Hamilton and in the Heights and all that stuff happened. Mm -hmm. Um, so that's totally worth checking out. Really, really interesting. Um, but yeah, other than that, that's been about it. 
Nice. So um, have you seen anything else this week other than uh, the Umbrella Academy, Lauren? Um, yeah, I started watching season 10 of Shameless. Um, ah, dropped yeah. on Netflix. So American version, obviously. Love that show. Um, yeah, me too. I, uh, I'm liking it so far. I think I'm only, I might only be one episode in on that too. Maybe two at the most. Um, and it's where I left off. There's a pretty big cliffhanger. So I'm excited to get back into that. Um, Luis Guzman's character in that show is fucking solid gold. Yeah. Um, that was funny seeing him, him back and how he, he and Frank kind of get reunited at the beginning of the season. Oh yeah. Um, and then, oh, just, you know, my, most of my reality TV watching is cooking competition based, mm, um, and they dropped nice. a new season of Sugar Rush. Mm. So I watched a couple episodes of that and, you know, still watching Travel Man with Richard Ayoade, mm. um, which I did not realize had as many episodes as it does. It had like six or seven seasons. Um, mm, granted, wow. they're small because they're, they're, um, British UK British seasons but still I thought it was gonna be like 10 episodes and I was gonna be done and then yesterday I looked and I was like oh my god I have like 15 more so it's fun that's a lot of that's a lot of episodes for a British television program yeah um they're short you know they're under 30 minutes but it's I like it because you get to see um or it gives me ideas of different places to visit in the world and things to do you know absolutely and I hopefully go there someday yeah someday yeah (laughs) <laughs> awesome i uh just got back from tahoe so haven't really had a whole lot of time to watch anything i had that fucking grueling six hour drive back mm. i hate being in the car for that long shoot me in the head um i watched the axios trump interview did you guys watch that oh my god yes not yet it is a absolute disaster it really is i look I understand people support him for racism. I understand people support him for just blatant party lines. I can understand a few other very bi- biased reasons why someone would support him. I cannot fathom how any educated individual can watch this interview and still support him. Yeah. So if you're listening to this and you do just know that I think you are extremely dumb. Um, I feel like we don't have that kind of viewership, but I fucking hope someone unsubscribes because they get offended from this. (laughs) Um, It was so like it, it played like it was a, like a Sasha Baron Cohen Mm -hmm. skit. Yeah. That's how fucking did bad you, it was. Did you oh see the video uh, that someone put together of Trump interviewing himself? Him and arguing with himself. So yeah. freaking brilliant, dude. I was like, this oh is, this deserves a, an award it's, right here. It's really good. I, yeah. I have a, I have a gif where the, the, the paper that he hands Jonathan Swan is, it says, Dear Jonathan, do you like me? Yes, no, or maybe. And then Jonathan looks at it and goes, No. Yeah, <laughs> I also saw funny. one. Do you remember that movie, The Snowman? Or no, what was it? It was the it was the the it wasn't the Snowman. It was um the movie with fuck I can't remember. It's a uh, I gave you all the clues, Mister, and it's the picture of the the drawing of the snowman. Have you seen that meme going around? <laughs> no. Oh, no. dude. All right. Yeah, I'll have to I'll have to show you. But was um, it 
The only thing I can think of it would be Jack Frost. No, no, no. It's got I think it's it's Martin got, Short. I think it's got Michael Fassbender in it actually. But it was a huge bomb in a terrible movie, so oh, that's okay. why everybody makes fun of it. And my pop filter is fucking coming out. Done. Oh no, not the, so. It's, I'm thinking of when he played Jack Frost in that one. Oh yeah, no, no. Jack Frost was um uh uh was Michael Keaton, I think. It was it was Michael Keaton. You are you are. I just heard that question on a Schmodown match the other day. So I do oh, know the answer I would do to that well. Jack, Jack Frost was a shit. On the Schmodown. Uh, filmed at Warner Brothers. Fun fact. Winter in the middle of summer. <laughs> that sounds horrible. <laughs> yeah, no, it's called it's called The Snowman. I've never I've never seen yeah. it. Well, it's on, be- never heard of it. Yeah. Today on what we have never seen. That's yeah. a new, that's <laughs> yeah, new well, it's, um, things we haven't watched. It's yeah. I mean, hey dude, it's got Rebecca Ferguson, Val Kilmer, JK Simmons, and Charlotte Gainsbourg in it. <laughs> so that's wow. a pretty good cast. It's a it's a, a Norwegian um film, I believe. Oh interesting. Yeah. Dope. Well other it, than yeah. oh, so. so other than that uh, atrocious god awful embarrassment of our country that I witnessed. Um I've been watching this new Sky One tell I guess it's not new because it's going into its second season, but uh Brasic, Brassic, I don't know, it's B R A S S I C. Um, I want to say it's like British and basic combined, so it's probably Brasic. Um, but mm. it's Joseph Gilgan of uh, Preacher and Misfit fame. Um, I, I have always enjoyed his work, and this is England, so on and so forth. And so I came across this on Hulu, and it's really just a show about some 30-something soccer hooligan hoodlums in the middle of the Midlands of England, and that is right up my alley uh, in terms of humor and comedy. So nothing to write home about. No, nothing super special. If you're a fan of Joe Gilgan, as I am, you'll just get him in his natural habitat. And I'm enjoying it. Put it on in the background. It's in its second season right now, and it got renewed for a third. So good for Joe, I guess. Nice. That is about it. <laughs> Nice. Like I said, not a whole lot going on since I just got back. Not a whole lot to watch in general. Just waiting on that boys season two drop, if you know what I mean. Mm-hmm. So close. We only have a month, I think. Right? September 4th, yeah. 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 A month, a month away. All right, Taylor, what's... I got a whole list of news right now. What What do you got uh, mm-hmm. for us first, though? Well, the, uh, the, the main thing that I wanted to talk about, at least, in terms of stuff that, that I found interesting was... Um, we learned that uh, Bradley Cooper has been cast in the new Paul Thomas Anderson film. Yeah, um, which is which is an interesting pairing. You know, it it it's one of those things that you know just on paper hearing those two names together kind of makes sense. You know, um, mm-hmm. in terms of those two uh, coming together. But apparently, this this is uh, something, of course, that um, PTA himself wrote, which you know he always does. Uh, but here's the sort of synopsis, I guess, if you will. Uh, mm-hmm. From Collider, uh, untitled the untitled coming of age drama finds Anderson returning to the San Fernando Valley of the 1970s, okay. uh, the same yeah. setting as the first half of Boogie Nights. Um, uh, his latest film falls a child actor attending high school in the valley, uh, and Cooper is likely playing an old school producer or director who takes a liking to the boy. Oh. Um, and then it also, it also it also adds here sources say that Harrison Ford, Michael Douglas, and George George Clooney had all been considered early on in the casting process. Uh, back when the project was set up at Focus before the pandemic pushed back production. 
Um, so I don't know about you, but when, when I read that, I was like, oh, cool. Like we're, we're basically doing Boogie Nights again, that same kind of vibe, that same kind of feel, yeah. um, you know, obviously set, uh, probably in a little bit of a different world, but I don't know. That's just exciting to me. I mean, Boogie Nights is one of my favorite, uh, movies ever of all time, let alone, you know, one of my favorite PTA movies. So I don't know yeah. what you guys think about this. I think that Bradley Cooper and PTA are a pretty good combo. So I don't really care what the movie's about. I'll watch it. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I don't really have anything else to add other than it sounds like a good combo and it sounds like an interesting premise. Um, so I'm, I'm for it. Yeah. yeah. There are a few directors where I'll just watch something they make no matter what it is. And he's definitely one of them. So yeah, uh, I don't always enjoy it. Maybe, you know, like an inherent vice uh, kind of way, but um, you know, even when he doesn't quite hit a home run, I'm still, enjoying what i'm seeing so yeah absolutely and uh yeah this movie's looking to shoot in the fall of this year so if that happens <laughs> we'll be getting it next year which is great oh wow in yeah. his dreams we'll see we'll see big productions you know these, these these high budget productions have the ability to to shoot if they want to they just have to fork out more cash you know yeah i mean taika waititi today posted that he's back on set um, on Instagram, I saw, him, I saw him napping on set. Yeah, yeah. I'm assuming for Mando. Yeah, um, yeah, because I know they've been ramping up production for yeah. season well, three, and, and that's so. easier. I mean, no, they, I'm pretty sure that they've actually already been shooting season three for a while because it dropped show? Mando. Oh yeah. no, I'm sorry, not they've been shooting season two. I see what you're saying. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, they just skipped season two entirely. They didn't even need yeah, to show. No, it to that, us. I know They're season like, two is so really good. No, I thought I thought they wrapped on season two and we're we're starting season three already. Yeah, that, I mean that wouldn't surprise me. Um, I guess it depends how like early on they had scripts and stuff developed, you know. Um, but uh, but yeah, I'm pretty sure it was a Mando set because you know um, with the whole stagecraft thing, like that makes it yeah. way easier to shoot in a time like yeah, this. Yeah, so. for sure. Yeah, you need a lot less people on a set um, if you're not on location, and so on and yeah. so forth. Well, and yeah. you can you can control the environment. Most importantly, you know, on on location, there are just so many variables. So, right. yeah, yeah. All right, moving on. Um, look, I have a whole list. I could theoretically, you know, go through the list and find the best way to connect them all to go through it. <laughs> I'm not going to do that. I'm just going to go top to bottom. Yeah. We'll see. We'll, we'll see. We'll we'll. We'll try to segue between each of them. How about that? Yeah. Okay, uh, I um, I have something when you're done with your list that will is segue it you us just to the main us. topic. Yes. Okay, beautiful. Yeah. Okay, cool. We'll hit that last. Uh, let's just blow through these because none of them are extremely important. Uh, Courtney Cox is going to come back for Scream 5. Uh, I found that interesting. Yeah. I heard that they're trying to make it like a meta version of scream right kind of mm-hmm. like scream 2 yeah. um, or even scream 4 well scream 4 was right. meta but in a different kind of way yeah yeah, yeah. uh so yeah nothing I, huge on that i just uh, i heard nev campbell's supposed to come back too yes um, and and oh, david david arquette you know so like that's not surprising but apparently the, the the biggest the the well two of the most interesting things to me about this is like First, it's supposed to actually be the end of the franchise. Like they want to put that sort of capper on it and and have it be done. Which, you know, yeah, I'm sure if they do it in the right way and they actually stick to their guns on that, like I'm, I'm okay with that because you know, especially it's been what I think Scream Four was like 2011. So it was it's, a while it's, ago. It's been almost a decade, you know, and a lot's changed since then. And I think there is um, still room for the premise to be fresh. But you know, then you get to the whole like, well, I don't really want a 
West, like a, a, a screen movie without having Wes Craven in the director's chair. And obviously that's not a possibility because he passed away a few years ago. And, um, but then, then they brought on the, the, the two directors of, um, of Ready or Not. I don't know if you guys saw Ready or Not, uh, but I really I enjoyed That's that. I thought that was a choice, a really, really great um, choice for the franchise. And if they are going to continue it like that, that makes me feel somewhat confident based on based on that film. And also, uh, Kevin Williamson is is coming back to EP. So um, that's dope. But ironically enough, he's not writing this one, and um, James Vanderbilt actually is writing it. Who is a really who I actually really respect as like a prestige screenwriter. So yeah. it's going to be interesting to see him do this movie. It's funny that Scream is like the only horror movie um, I want to say from our generation, but I know it came a little bit beforehand um, that doesn't have like 40 installations. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like fucking for, like Friday the 13th, yeah. fucking yeah. Halloween, fucking yeah. Saw. Like all these movies have like a hundred plus movies and Scream's like, man, we're on five. Yeah. Five <laughs> in what? 25, 30 years. That's not too bad. But I, you know what? I respect that. Yeah. Absolutely. This this just in mm. new PBR on deck. Beautiful. Um, all right, these two have nothing to do with each other, but uh, Wilford Brimley has passed away at age eighty five. Yeah, that was a. I think that one kind of took everybody a little bit by surprise. I mean, you know, our generation. I mean, he's eighty five. Doesn't so. necessarily know <laughs> Will like who Wilford Brimley is. I don't think. I mean, me personally, I think if you say diabetes. Everybody yeah. knows who Wilford <laughs> well, Brimley is. Exactly. And that's like his biggest claim to fame. But for me, Wilford Brimley is the dude who is in The Thing. And so that's right. sort of where mm-hmm. I know him from. But, you know, obviously Hard Target, like that famous, I don't know if you guys saw people when he when he passed the other day, um, people were doing that uh, that famous shot of him, the barn exploding, and then him riding out of the flaming barn on a, on a horse. <laughs> um, I have not seen that. I'll, I'll share it with you guys. It's pretty good. That's I've pretty actually funny. never seen Hard Target, but it makes me really want to see that movie. Yeah. I know he was in Cocoon. That's about pretty much all I know. Um, yes, aside from the... Yeah. Oh, you know what? He was the Quaker Oats guy for a long time, huh? For a very long time. Yeah, that's yeah. that's what I remember him from. Even more than the diabetes commercials was uh, <laughs> watching those Quaker Oats commercials with my great-grandmother. Um, anyway, RIP. He wasn't really doing much acting there towards the end, so... We're not going to miss out on any projects. Still beloved, nevertheless. Oh, very much so. That mustache is something that I aspire to in old age. Um, (laughs) uh, Okay, yeah. Apparently, Hunters Season 2 is coming out soon. I had never heard of this Mm -hmm. show before. I mean, okay, no. I I had heard people talk about it, and I really didn't know what it was. And today I read the description, and I am furious with myself that I have not already seen the entire first season (laughs) because it's about killing fucking Nazis. Yeah. And I am fucking going to binge the entire thing tonight. guaranteed fuck you umbrella academy season two killing nazis is way more important did you uh, watch season one lauren i did not i've heard really good things but i also knew the premise of it and uh have not been in the mood to watch that yeah yeah i uh i i I watched the first or the first or the first two episodes i can't remember i might be in in the middle of episode two but Mm -hmm. for whatever reason i fell off the train but i i really enjoyed it it was really intriguing you got you got pacino in there um logan norman as the lead Mm -hmm. um along with a few other familiar faces like um dylan uh what's his name who played uh, connor's in this in the raimi trilogy dylan um i want to say o'brien but that's not what it is um 
But yeah, I almost the, said uh, the 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 Doc Connors from the Amazing Spider. No, no, like, yeah, and and so he plays like sort of like the like one of Dennis the Leary? one of the main sort of Nazis um, that Killing. you know have sort of like come to America and like sort of like the whole idea is like there's these Nazis like sort of hiding in America, you know, and it's all yeah, about yeah. them like obviously trying to hunt them down and stuff. So uh, yeah, I mean. From from what Jokes I saw, them, they're not even hiding anymore. Yeah, exactly. That's a uh, that's season two logline for you right there. Right. Uh, it's produced by Jordan Peele apparently. Indeed. So I just like yeah. it's all of these things that I would like, and somehow it flew under my radar. And I'm not going to let that happen anymore. I'm going to start it today, and it's going to be great. We'll talk about it on the next podcast. Uh, moving on, The Rock buys the NF or the XFL. <laughs> he buys the NFL. He buys the <laughs> XFL. I don't understand this purchase for him, Taylor. The XFL has failed once under whoever the fuck it was a long time ago. It's failed once now under Vince McMahon. No surprise there. Yeah. The Rock thinks The Rock thinks he's going to make the XFL popular all of a sudden. I don't. I don't buy it. I, I think it's. A, I think it's a poor purchase. Okay, so I, I, I mean, do you have any any thoughts on this, Lauren? Okay, no. that's what I figured. I did. No. Yeah, I just, no. I just figured I'd ask. Really watch um, wrestling. Oh well, no, it's you know, it's or yeah, fighting. It's, it's not necessarily the XFL is like, football, Lauren. Yeah. Um, the XFL is football. Yeah. It's well, another, fo- there it's you like go. A, it's like a spring football league, um, which which oh, okay, has been trying okay. to happen. It's an for, inferior for football league. I don't know, man. I think it's actually really interesting. If they had a chance to develop it and hone it, like, I think it could have been really interesting. But so uh, I agree with you in a certain respect. And my first thought when I when I heard this was like, okay, this is either the smartest decision ever or the dumbest decision ever, because you you have to have a lot of freaking balls to 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 buy or have co-ownership of not only a sports team, but a sports league. During an era where sports are pretty much like live sports, at least are pretty much not happening, non-existent, you know, except for baseball. Yeah. Yeah. And some basketball, and, you know, um, yeah. but Great, the two worst sports. Yeah. <laughs> hey, I like baseball. Yeah. Um, yeah, no. And so, you know, I just it's it's really interesting. I'm curious to see what they were going to do with it. I almost feel like it's it's the rock being like. Uh, go, like going full method from his character in Ballers, you know, yeah. like it's the next evolution of his character from Ballers. Yeah. He just, you know, but um, touche. But yeah, I mean, we'll see. I'm again, I'm skeptical, but you know, it could be really, really brilliant, especially since The Rock is obviously has a history with football and you know played in in college and stuff like that. So it's not like he doesn't know the game, you know. Um, yeah, I just, I just think it has failed twice already. Nobody's clamoring for that right now. They're clamoring for the they're they're clamoring for the real NFL. I just think if you were gonna do it, it would have been better to do it in a time where we have the infrastructure to watch the sports. Yeah, we well, don't I have mean, that right now. And, well, and that's what I'm saying though is that you know in a normal situation like this wouldn't even be a possibility. And that's why I say it could either be the most brilliant thing or the stupidest thing because it's like if it does work out and they probably got a fucking deal on this, like you, I can guarantee you Vince McMahon and, oh, and WWE took, took, took a, took a big hit on this one. Um, no, no doubt. Yeah. And so it's a matter of like the risk reward factor, you know, like how much did they actually pay for the league as opposed to the amount of risk? $30. They're taking. I mean, yeah. like I'm, I wouldn't be surprised if they sold for like, if it sold for like under 500 million, you know what I mean? I don't know what the numbers are, but that's kind of like, you know, something that I could imagine being a possibility. So I don't know. We'll see. 
Yeah, moving on from that. Uh, apparently, the King's Man, which is the sequel or uh, the sequel to Kingsman Two, but a prequel for the uh, yes. for the franchise, mm-hmm. is supposedly going to set up Kingsman yes. Three. Yeah, and um, and and today and today in in redundant news, like I fe- I, fe- I found I felt like this is like I don't understand how this is news because this is something Matthew Vaughn said even bef- like when the King's Man was announced. Was announced, yeah. yeah. Right. Well, okay. So I really don't like this article because the the headline is the Kingsman may be a prequel, but it sets up Kingsman three. Right. And then the quote from Matthew Vaughn, all it says is we've put seeds for what's going to happen in Kingsman three all the way back into this. And it's going to be very different. It's like, well, that's not a fucking that's not a fucking full quote. Yeah. Why are you why are you writing an article about this? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And that's you know, obviously that's a, a a larger point to the state of the film journalism industry right now. Um <laughs> uh, when everybody's burn. looking for a story and there's not many stories out there, you know. Yeah. But um yeah, I mean, I don't know. You know me, huge fan of the the franchise. I even liked the second one even though it was inferior to the first. Uh I'm excited for this prequel and will I watch the third one? Of course I will. Yeah, and well, I guess, sorry, what I was going to say, I sort of lost my train of thought there for a second, is that, you know, uh, Kingsman 3 is, has already been written. It was actually written before this, and then they sort yeah. of, dis- yeah. they were going to make Kingsman 3, and then they decided, okay, it'll be better to, to you know, have this be the setup for that. So it's like, again... I thought it was a very film. odd choice, but yeah. who am I? Well, hey, Ma- Matthew Vaughn is, Matthew Vaughn. You know, yeah, he knows his shit, so it's like, if, if he's doing something, you know there's a reason for it, so. Indeed. Even if Kingsman 2 is a disappointment, still. Yeah, I, you know... It's not the most disappointing sequel of all time. No, so. abs- absolutely not. But yeah. by, by Matthew Vaughn standards. Oh, you know. yes. Yeah. <laughs> Look, Julianne Moore is in it. So what more yeah. can you ask yeah, for? Exactly. Yeah, I, I'm i excited. I know it's not really new news, but yeah. any Kingsman news is good news mm-hmm. in my opinion. Yeah. Amen, uh, sister. And I, uh, I can't uh, wait for all of weird, it. They weird. could make 15 of these movies and I would see every <laughs> yeah. single one. Weird question, <laughs> but do you think this movie has any chance of being put on VOD? Yes. Yeah. Wait, Kingsman Wait. three or the Kingsman? The the one that's supposed to come out this year. Yes, for sure. Yeah, probably. I would. I wouldn't. We'll get to that in the main topic, Taylor. Yeah. <laughs> uh, okay. Uh, I know. I know this is going to break your guys' hearts, but it's no surprise to anybody. Not Scary Farms officially canceled. Everybody. Oh, yeah. Sucks no, because I... the one year I actually get a Knott's Berry Farm season pass, I can't fucking go to Knott's Berry Farm. <laughs> You got a not season pass. Yeah, I, I got one in like January or February, something like that. Did they refund you? No, I never really asked. I mean, it's only like five or ten bucks more than a ticket, which you know tickets yeah. for yeah, knots are not cheap. Much. So I was Fun like, fact, whatever. I, I got to go once. <laughs> when yeah. Pat and I were like twenty-one or twenty-two, we got we still have the Orange County. Mm-hmm. We bought season passes to knots. Yep. There was a Applebee's across the street. Yeah, mm-hmm. we get shit faced during Applebee's happy hour and go ride all the roller coasters. It was super Hell fun. Yeah. Oh my gosh, that sounds awful. Yeah. <laughs> In the best way. <laughs> um, um, suicide yeah, Squad. Oh, sorry, go ahead. Oh, I was just going to say, I'm just a little surprised, A, that it took them so long compared to everyone else that's canceled. Yeah. But also, I had heard rumors of that. I think we talked about this before, that they were trying to do, maybe not, um, that they were trying to do a parking lot haunt. Hmm. I mean, uh, it's still it would still be too many people to. Yeah, I feel like that's still. The yeah, I mean, I think off. I think the well, the, it would be like a drive-through, like a haunted hayride kind of oh. kind of thing. Um, 
but I wonder if it then kind of came down to the concern of of performer safety Mm -hmm. um, as well. (laughs) Taylor, I love this video, Wilford Brimley. Yeah, dude, that's what the one I was talking about from Hard Target. It like really makes you want to watch the movie. (laughs) He's way too fat to be riding that horse away from that explosion. It almost looks like it's like CG'd in there, but that was before the age of CG. Uh, My theory is that it took them so long to announce because uh, the owners didn't even realize that the park existed still. They were like, oh, Nazis? We still have that? That's still open? That's fucking Cedar, oh, yeah, shit. Cedar Fair, probably man. Cancel it. They, they own like, uh, like you know, Cedar Point, obviously, Cedar Point, which is yeah. like the biggest roller coaster, you know, amusement park in the, in the world. And so they're like, Nazis, man, we're good. We'll just like kind of. That joke you. aside, I do prefer Nazis to other places like Six Flags. I do actually like Nazis a lot. I just think it's hilarious that I still know people who are like, you go to Knott's? I'm like, fuck yeah, I go to Knott's. Well, it's it's got that stigma of like being more of a kid friendly, you know, like the, the way I look at it is like Six Flags is like the thrill seekers park, whereas like Knott's is a little more family oriented. Yeah, it's but, like the hazing one when you want to like give your uh, six-year-old whiplash, you yeah. send them on to a ghost rider mm-hmm. uh, and, you know, knock their head around for an Dude, hour or I, so. I made, last time we went, I made Sarah ride ghost rider and she hates roller coasters. And I was like, oh, no, it's, you know, it's good. It's only like 150 feet tall. Dude, I got to show you the picture. She's she's clinging for life on oh. the thing. Oh, and no. her, I believe her it. arms are clenched and she's just like I hating it. it. I was like, I'm Aww. sorry. <laughs> yeah, it was pretty funny. Sweet. So the Suicide Squad got a new logo, apparently. Indeed. Yeah. Indeed. This is a Happy podcast. Happy birthday, James Gunn. Oh, yeah. Happy birthday, James Indeed. Gunn. Uh, this is a podcast, so we can't show it to you. Uh, but if you go to ageofthenerd.com, you can find this uh, audio podcast with an article, and I'll put it in there for hey. you. Or you could just Google Suicide Squad logo, and it'll come up, <laughs> whichever one you want to do. Support us or don't, whatever yeah. you want to do. Uh, it looks cool. It's got a bunch of bullet holes in it. It kind of reminds me of like a, like a Quentin Tarantino yeah kill bill kill bill ish vibe it, it almost has like a 70s vibe to me in terms of yeah. the aesthetic Which is I, what I, I thought what yeah. yeah exactly yeah um, are you ready to have that on your body joel yeah is that what it's gonna be or look i still look look you guys know i'm gonna get out of this however i want to oh i know but i'm still a gonna film give being good a film being good is very subjective. Yes. It could be the best movie on the planet, and I could be like, that movie sucked. I'm not getting a tattoo. <laughs> Where I'm secretly like rewatching it 40 times at home. Like, oh, yeah, it's so yeah. fucking good. <laughs> well, it's going to be like, uh, what was it, X-Men Apocalypse, where you're like, this is the best thing since sliced bread. Cut to four years later. Yeah, that movie sucks. <laughs> and you know how many times like okay time hop really puts me in my place it like <laughs> it always it always reminds me like this many years ago at midnight you thought the amazing spider-man was a great movie and then like <laughs> you rewatch it and you're like god what what the fuck was i thinking like well, i mean you were just so excited for new spider-man you would fucking take anything that wasn't spider-man 3 yeah yeah seriously yeah i mean people I still, still remember hate on that movie but it, it has yeah. its merits I mean, I yeah. still remember coming out of the Amazing Spider-Man Two and being like, "That was good." We, we, saw, then, it, we saw it together. Me and I know. And then we did ben, donuts in the yeah, yeah. And then we did donuts in the parking lot in Ben's car. It was great. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, I thought that about Apocalypse. I thought that about a few different franchises. Okay, um, no shame. All right, it's all good. People are allowed They're to change still their opinions. Better than X-Men you know? 3, like so. We we always evolve and and, and changes people. So like I always look at that as like just a natural extension of like our film taste as well you know you know what my opinion hasn't changed on far from home and homecoming (laughs) yeah oh yeah those are still dope yeah (laughs) 
Remember that time that that video of us peeing in the movie theater bathroom, mm-hmm. Taylor, when we mm-hmm. saw Far From Home, got like fifteen hundred story views. That yeah. was that shit was wild, bro. Indeed, I it still was. don't. I still don't understand how that happened. <laughs> uh, yeah. Lauren sent a Variety article over that says Tom Hanks is going to play uh, in talks to play Geppetto in a Pinocchio live action movie. Yeah. So uh, just real quick, I don't know if you guys know this, but he actually like has been attached to the role for a while, but then the director changed and now he's sort of in talks again. So this is, again, one of those things where it's like kind of already knew this. It's just more so uh, confirmation than anything else. Right. I mean, I just assumed that the original Geppetto was based on Tom Hanks from the future anyway, (laughs) and that he was legally contracted to do this role no matter what mm-hmm. uh sure it's like him playing sure. mr rogers you know it's just like yeah you know, just, there's i, I the don't necessity. think the other option yeah yeah yeah. Yep. yeah i mean it's and it will reunite him and zemeckis for the first time since like 2004 mm-hmm. good point yeah, um, yeah. Good so point. that's that's exciting I haven't i thought they made something together no they haven't wow no i think polar express was yeah, the last thing. yeah 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 you're right has there been a pinocchio casting I don't believe so. Gotcha. All I want to know is I'm going to say Tom Holland. What? <laughs> I mean, I wouldn't be surprised like that, you know. Um, but uh, I want to see Tom Hanks with a Wilford Brimley esque mustache as Geppetto. I mean, oh, yeah, yes. because that's what Geppetto already. Well, that's what I'm saying. Yeah, has so yeah. yeah. I'm, just, um, I'm just looking forward to it. It's going to be great. Yeah. What's the next classic Disney film that gets made live action? Go. Well, I, I mean, we already know that it's gonna be a Little Mermaid, right? What after that? You're saying yes, one that's not already been announced. Taylor. Um, I would say the Hercules. Prin- Hercules. Oh wait, no, but, but that has been announced. Yeah, that's been announced. I, I would already. say, I would say it's like you start getting into like, I mean, Hercules was like late '90s. You start really getting into that yeah. like early 2000s stuff, like um, Tarzan. Tarzan, but Tarzan's it has been a minute since made. Tarzan. Like they made a Tarzan movie in 2017, so it's you know it's like Robin Hood. They make a Tarzan movie like every ten years. Yeah. Um, but I guess for me, um, I'm trying to think of something really solid. But I, you know, I think about stuff like The Princess and the Frog, which is kind of having a resurgence. You know, with Splash Mountain. Like I could see that being a a a big ticket. Um, Yeah, I could absolutely see that happening. Yeah. What if they did a live action Goofy movie? I'd be cool with that. I don't know how I would feel about that. Well, uh, the way I would look at it is like a Who Framed Roger Rabbit type of thing, you know, where it's like maybe Goofy is. Yeah. But what I'm talking about is they make them look like anatomically correct. Oh, yeah, no. Man man dogs. That's weird. Yeah, no. No, it would have to be like a, like a, a, if you were to make a Goofy movie, it would have to be in a world where, um, yeah. They were still cartoons. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Like a Who Framed Roger Rabbit. Yeah. Goofs are scary, man. Yeah. You guys know about this? About goofs? Uh, Are they like furries, but yeah, but goofs? with the goofy universe. That is fucking terrifying. Yeah, that's yeah. super weird. It's frightening. No, thank you. Mm. Oh, <laughs> when I was a kid, I remember that girl that Max had a crush on being Rexing. pretty hot. <laughs> yeah, but like later, look up goofs. Okay, you won't you won't find it as fascinating? <laughs> and we lost eight hundred thousand subscribers because people got. <laughs> terrified by goofs <laughs> i'm not telling our audience to i'm just telling you to <laughs> oh but you know they're you know they're gonna <laughs> yeah you know they're gonna uh um, live vicariously through us. 
I actually, I had one more piece that I forgot to mention beforehand. Let's do it. I find, uh, I'm excited about, I don't know about you guys, but um, Ryan Murphy's new, I guess, mini series. Ah, yes. Ratcheted. um, Ratcheted. Ratcheted. It's Ratcheted because it's Nurse Ratcheted from One Flew Over the Cuckoo's Nest. It's kind of her origin story starring Sarah Paulson. Um. And it has a the rest of the cast is pretty great too. Cynthia Nixon, Judy Davis, and Sharon Stone are also in it. Um, it's only eight episodes coming to Netflix in September. Uh, I'm intrigued by it. I uh, have always been fascinated by the character of Nurse Ratchet, so I feel like it makes sense that Ryan Murphy would do this, given you know horror story and everything. But mm-hmm. I'll just I'm kind of interested to see how it will differ from uh, like Asylum. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I mean, do you have any thoughts on this, Joel? Uh, I mean, One Flew Over the Cuckoo's Nest is a great movie. Um, yeah, it's an undeniable classic. Classic, classic character. I'm kind of afraid that it's just going to ruin the character. Not, you know, like I trust Ryan Murphy, but it's like sometimes you don't need to know the origin story of a character. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, I cautiously optimistic i'm gonna you know yeah. wait to reserve my judgment for when it actually comes out yeah, yeah. I, I i think i concur with that you know like i think it could be a case of like a good example is dr sleep right where something comes out and actually enhances the previous mm-hmm. thing that movie was great yeah and i still want to watch the director's cut i hear the i hear the director's cut is even better than the theatrical cut. yeah um, it's also a great episode of our podcast behavior dr sleep review indeed. you guys want to go check go, that yeah, out it is one it of out. our more popular episodes of the last year surprisingly really? Wow. Yeah. Well, that's interesting. People um, are really into Dr. Sleep, I guess. Hell yeah. Yeah. That's great. I didn't realize that. Um, yeah. But, you know, at the same time, it's like my, my, I'm, I'm a little hesitant because it's like, okay, like what makes, like, why couldn't he have just used the same, not the same character, but use the same framework of what he's doing now, not call it Ratched and like just have it be a story about a nurse in the 1960s or whatever it may be. You know, I feel like. Because that. everything is a cinematic universe, Taylor. Well, that's what I'm saying. Like, you know, it, 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 here's the thing is like that iteration of, of the thing probably wouldn't get made. And the only reason this probably got made is because it's, you know, related to One Flew Over the Cuckoo's Nest. Like yeah. you're saying, this whole franchise mentality. Yeah. But, you know, that also doesn't mean that it's justified in existing just because it exists. So, again, I'm going to give it a chance, but I also... Um, don't necessarily see a reason for this show to exist at, at the current. If we moment. don't get if we don't get a de-aged Jack Nicholson as a baby, I'm gonna be furious. <laughs> That'd be weird. To be fair, yeah, though, be they weird. did they did it with uh with Doctor Sleep. So yeah, 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 that's true. But I I don't think this is gonna be set all that long before Cuckoo's Nest. I don't think so either. I think so. it's set in the yeah, 60s, right? right? Like. Yeah, I mean, uh, Nurse Ratchet in the... This is set in 1947. So it's 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 20 years before, right? Yeah, Yeah. I guess. I mean, the original Nurse Ratchet is a little bit older than Sarah Paulson. Oh, for sure, yeah. Yeah. But she could play. Yeah, I mean, it's Ryan Murphy, so I'm going to watch it. Um, Again, there are, you know, he's not... He's not infallible to me, so I, you know, I'm I'm not expecting it to be amazing. I need to see it before I make that call on like PTA. Yeah, I mean, I didn't love Hollywood, but um, yeah, yeah, I, I think it's a, a wait and 
a wait and see, but I'm I'm intrigued to see how it goes. Definitely. Same. All right, guys. Well, you know, Taylor, I know we pay nothing for Disney Plus, but how much is a monthly subscription to Disney Plus? Um it's like six ninety nine, I believe. For the for the just Disney Plus, I mean you can get bundles and stuff like that, but so that's about eighty four dollars a year now. Yeah. Tell me this. Would you out there, our listeners, and you two here, pay $30 to see Mulan? Because that's what's happening, everybody. Disney is going to release Mulan on Disney+, Plus, but it does not come with your subscription. You have to pay an extra $30 to get this movie. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I have issues with this, but before I go on my rant, which you know I will... I'll open it up to you guys first. Good idea, bad idea, new model, or what's up? Um, I mean, I think it if they're going to release it uh, digitally, since, you know, obviously we can't do theatrical right now, I think it's a good move on their part uh, in the sense that it is, it's basically an unlocking of the movie so it's not a one-time yeah or it's not a a $30 per viewing you pay $30 you can watch that has that unlimitedly confirmed yes cool so basically Um, as long as you until you cancel your disney plus account you'll have access to the film right all right it's that that makes it a little bit better yeah it's not a $30 rental fee it's it's essentially owning but tied to your subscription digital copy type thing yeah. yeah um is it a little high? Yes, but since it is, you know, not a one-time fee, assuming that people are going to want to watch it again and again, uh, I don't think it's an exorbitant, uh, exorbitant. I don't know my brain. Yeah, I know uh, what you're saying. Yeah, <laughs> an atrocious fee. Um, I do wonder because they're calling it like a premium service or something like that. Um, if that will if that $30 will unlock other things as well when they release, or if it will be $30 per additional release, I'm not sure. I highly doubt it. It'll be 30 per. I know. I can hope though. Um, But yeah, I don't know. That's my thought on it. What do you think T? Um, I think that I'm, I'm, I'm again, a little bit of two minds on this. Um, I think it's on a, on a baseline level. Like you have to understand that kind of like what you said, this is essentially a new, business model that they're sort of testing the waters on right this is sort yeah. of again uncharted territory um in terms of releasing films and, and and stuff like that so i think there's something to be said for like sort of feeling it out you know what i mean and, and this is definitely disney's way of of seeing if something like this can be successful um but at the same time you know i i i think it's a smart decision because um because it really it's, I don't know. Disney is such a multifaceted company that you know, obviously, like releasing Mulan on on Disney Plus is small beans. But I think it's important to for them to have um, some sort of like throughput in a time like this. You know what I mean? Like they need to they need to be getting these movies out there because the longer they sit, the more money they lose. Um, right. Especially with a sure. movie like Mulan, which they already marketed the hell out of and was ready to like the world premiere already happened in March. You know what I mean? Like people have seen the movie already. And so, um, you know, you have to think they probably spent at least, I mean, the budget for the movie was 200 million. You have to imagine they'd spent at least another 200 million globally, um, especially in, in Asia. And probably like even that. more. Yeah, probably more. Yeah. But that's a conservative guess. So, yeah. 
you know, it's like you've spent all this money and, 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 you know, with the thing that most people don't think about with a film studio is like their assets aren't necessarily liquid, right? If they invest $200 million into a movie, it's not like they're going into their big Scrooge McDuck cash vault and pulling out $200 million in cash, you know? No, yes, they're, they are. They're, they're, they're picking they're, up each individual coin yeah. that's worth $100,000 and they're <laughs> exactly, stacking them up. Exactly. And it's like Gringotts, you know? And, <laughs> um, and uh, but that's not the case. Like, what it is is they're actually borrowing this money. They're leveraging this money to be able to make the movie in the understanding that they're going to make their money back two or three or fourfold, you know, in, in two years. And so when you get into a situation like that, you need to sort of at least have something. Um, you know, yeah. we can get into the whole like sort of um, potential effects of this and the effects it'll have on the, the theatrical industry and, you know, and this and that. But um, but yeah, those are sort of my general thoughts. And I think, you know, that's just the tip of the iceberg. Um, I really opinion. enjoy the tweet that you sent us earlier, Taylor. I'm going to break that down. So yeah, it please. says Disney Plus... Uh, has around 60 million subscribers. So at $30 per buy, if only 5% of Disney Plus subscribers at 3 million people buy it, they make $90 million. If 10% of their subscribers, which is 6 million people buy it, that's $180 million. Uh, 15 million people, which is 25%, uh, $480 million. And then not even half of their subscribers at 40% of people they'd make $720 million. Um, mm-hmm. I, though I have an issue with them charging this much, um, I've, I've seen a plethora of people on Twitter and Instagram and Facebook say that they can't wait to spend $30 on this service they already pay for to see this movie. Um, what, where do you fall, guys, on that category? How many people do you think are going to watch this movie? Are they are they going to make their money back? Because even if only less than half of their subscribers pay for this shit, they make seven hundred and twenty million dollars. Yeah. Well, and you have to remember that's direct profit. You know, if that were a theatrical, a theatrical situation, they'd be splitting those profits, those grosses with. Right. You know, so it's a huge come up. Yes. But, you know, at the same time. So, okay, so I think it's a two uh, two faceted question you're asking here it's like in in terms of the price i think the price point is actually about right honestly speaking but then you have the sort the sort of whole um you know do you why would you subscribe to a service only to pay for like a premium purchase you know after you've already subscribed to it um i have my thoughts on this but i'd actually love to um to hear your guys's thoughts and then sort of like share my um, rebuttal, I mean, I guess. to me, it's kind of like, you know, Amazon Prime. You subscribe to to Prime, you get a ton of stuff included, mm-hmm. but there's these premium movies that are newer releases and some that aren't even newer releases, but for whatever reason can't be included for streaming purposes yeah. in the membership um, that you, you pay for either to rent or to then buy. Um, and I guess it, it is a little different because with Amazon, you know, you then do own that digital copy, I believe. Yeah. Um, even if you're, account, yeah. even if you cancel your subscription, um, whereas with this you won't. But it's not completely unheard of um, for this this kind of thing. It's just. I agree. People are relating it more to Netflix than I agree with that. Like Amazon. But they didn't have to release the movie VOD. 
They sure. could have waited until it was safe to release it in theaters. Um, you know what I mean? Like, sure, but they their theme parks are still closed down in in most of the world, so yeah. most of their income isn't coming in. So of of course they're going to start trying to do things like this. I think it was a smart move to do this with Mulan versus like Black Widow mm-hmm. to test the waters. See, yeah. I would pay thirty dollars to see Black Widow, right? Yeah. Which I which is why I think Mulan was a smarter choice mm-hmm. to see will this work going forward yeah. with things that aren't you know sensationalized Marvel. like Marvel? Yeah. So. Yeah. I think it was a smart business choice personally, and I. I think it'll be a, a little bit of a split on if people um, do it or not, because some people just for the principle of it, of like, I'm not going to spend more money for, for this, just yeah. won't do it. And but, I've also yeah. seen people who don't want to pay $30 for the film because of, uh, you know, comments that the lead actress has been making about North mm-hmm. Korea. Um, yeah. Yeah. And yeah. About how the but, Chinese government is but, ha- handling protesters and stuff. Yeah, but, I think but, they need to add a renting option. Okay, I haven't really been big on buying media in maybe eight to ten years. The last movie I bought was the Avengers Blu-ray, and that's only because Taylor's name is on the back of it. Um, I wouldn't have purchased that if, you know, my best friend's pull quote hadn't been on the movie. You know, I I don't want to pay thirty dollars to see Mulan. You know what I mean? I don't I don't I don't need to own this movie. Yeah. I I well, would rather pay ten bucks, rent it, watch it once, and then not have to think about it ever. Well, again. so so what you're talking about though is exactly the point, right? Like they need to have a premium price on this movie when it comes out. Cause it's like you think about it, like a movie comes out and that's when you pay the most for it. Then when it comes yeah. on yeah. home video, it's slightly cheaper than when it goes to um to to basic cable, you know, it's it's you still pay for your cable, but you know that's included in that. And then eventually the movie is in the bargain bin, and then you know, um, you know, certain movies be- become basically worthless after that. Um, right, but and they're that's, trying uh, to get they're trying to get the full theater experience uh, price tag for you being at home not, watching it by yourself. Not like necessarily, I'd pay thirty dollars to go see this movie if I bought two tickets to go on a date. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. You'd probably um, or if more. I went by my, yeah, probably more. Or if I went by myself, I buy the ticket, I buy a beer, I get some mm-hmm. popcorn, spend about 30, 35 bucks, yeah. right? I'm not doing any of that, but they want me to pay the same amount and it goes straight to them. It goes yeah. all to them. It doesn't go to the theater that I, you know, mm-hmm. my local theater or, you know, the brewery that I'm buying the beer of or whatever, yeah. you know what I mean? They want They want all my theater viewing experience money for being at my own home. Well, I mean, I think your case is a little bit different than like, I think there are different perspectives, right? Like, so single people like, or even people going on a date, like that's a different story right. than like a family of four, you a know family, what I mean? Uh, yeah. And, I and, and to that. be honest, we're not the de- the main demographic for this movie. Like that, we, we're just we not, are. you know, I think we are because it's not, it's, you know, it's not, I don't think it's made for the family of five, you know, like this isn't a kid's movie. There's no Mushu. There's no singing. This is like an adult version of Mulan. It, I think it is for like the Lawrence, like the people that like Disney, but are adults now you know what i mean i can't see the family of okay yeah the family of five rents it i i i don't see the kids being that interested i don't see the kids giving a shit yeah i disagree 
Yeah, I mean, hey, as as a fair example, like something like The Last Samurai when I was younger, like I I love that movie, and some would call that an adult, like boring adult movie. But like as a kid, I was I was into that because I was interested by the culture, or whatever, you know. And so again, yeah. I think there are more variables than that. And also, here's the thing: is all these people who are saying, "Oh, I'm not going to pay that much to 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 do," like probably weren't going to go fucking see it in the theater anyway. They're going to wait, <laughs> yeah. and they're going to either wait for it to be on DVD or TV. And then they're going to catch it when they can catch it. And I've so, been spoiled by A-list, okay? Exactly. And, well, that's the thing is, like, I think we have to stop get, start getting out of that mentality and start realizing that, like, okay, this, this is basically two tickets to the theater in L.A. And if you're in a rural area, it's, like, 10 bucks a piece. You're looking at, like, three tickets. Yeah. That's yeah. really not that much. People are like, $30? I would never pay that. It's like, bro, you pay 60 or $70 to go to the fucking movies to watch the exact same shit. <laughs> the only yeah. thing you're not doing is... You're 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 sitting at home and you're not in the theater experience, but you can still replicate that to a certain respect, depending on the type of setup you have. Like me, you know, I got the five point one setup. I got a decent sized TV. You know, I'm coming like to your I, house exactly. And so I, I, you know, I feel comfortable watching certain things in my house if I have to. I know that I'll get a decent experience. Um, but you know, I don't know. Yeah, I but just, you also have that rewatchability with this, yeah. exactly well, in the price. So yeah. I mean, I am mostly playing devil's advocate against. Oh, totally, the totally. Because I do believe that thirty dollars is slightly too high. Yeah. Um, of course, there are so many other variables, such as like people who share Disney Plus accounts. It's not going to cost everybody thirty dollars <laughs> yeah. because yeah, but the cost with your friends. Yeah. You, you know what I mean? Like, let's, I let's, understand let's it's not going to cost Joel. everybody. <laughs> yeah. I'm not going to pay shit for it. Exactly. Obviously. You're going to watch it on um, my account is what's yeah. going to happen. <laughs> exactly. Um, I like, I understand that that's a large majority of the people who are going to see it. Yeah. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. The cost is going to be split between like five or six friends or whatever. Mm-hmm. I understand. Yeah. I'm just trying to give a point of like, I think $30 is a little bit too high. 1999 yeah. maybe. I mean, that's what well, most, most like PVOD prices have been right. recently. So yeah. Trolls was right. I think Trolls yeah. World Tour was Trolls only like and the Invisible Man bucks. and all that yeah. stuff that came out in the beginning of the year. Yeah, I just think uh, they they think like, oh, we're Disney, we'll just charge them more. What were we gonna say, Lauren? Maybe. Um, what was I gonna say? That's a great question. <laughs> Hopefully, it'll. Come oh, I you. I wouldn't be surprised if uh, they do add a rental option down the line. Mm-hmm. That'd be cool. Yeah. But it's just like the, 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 the that's what I'm saying is like there's no yeah. there's no incentive for them to add that option right now. What they want to do is exactly. make as much money as they can off the PVOD and then, you know, for instance, like a typical theatrical window before all this happened was about 3 months. So like 3 months uh, you know, down the line in early December, that might might actually be really smart um around yeah. the holidays to 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 make that available for rental, but I could see them adding that option, you know. Yeah. Um or just straight up just dropping it on Disney Plus for everybody to 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 watch, you know. And then you can watch oh, it, yeah. and yeah, you had to wait three months, but you know, you also didn't have to spend the thirty dollars. Like that's what you're paying for is the ability to see that movie right away, as opposed to having to wait. Right. Yeah, and obviously this comes from my opinion of not clamoring to see this movie. As I said, I would probably yeah. pay thirty dollars to see Black Widow, mm-hmm. but again, I probably wouldn't pay thirty dollars because I'd be I'd probably split it with you three yeah. or you two for well, the three of you know I what I mean. mean? Like, Black yeah. Widow would be a movie I'd try to see in theaters, just like Tenet, you know, where it's like that's you know that's definitely you, you get more I'm out of it seeing it in the theater. It comes out. 
Yeah, <laughs> I know, right? That's the problem. Like, see it. I'll pay for the PVOD, and then when theaters open up, I'll go see it in the theater. Yeah. So then, I'll go see it again. Then you're going to be spending like sixty bucks to exactly. see Black Widow, Joel. Yeah. Not if I not if I still have my A list account. They're not. I, let's 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 be honest, Joel. I'm gonna have, just have to drop this truth bomb on you right now. That A list is done, dude. The yeah. A list is not happening. Sorry, it's it's over. What, with. You, what do you mean, Taylor? Or or it's it may not be done, but the price is going to go up, and you're going to be able to you're going to have to have uh, less movies. Like it's going to be like you can see one movie a week or two, yeah. you know, not three or four. One movie a week is buying a movie ticket. Yeah, basically. And we in L.A. we in L.A. already had a higher price for fucking A-list. We were paying yeah. like twenty three ninety five, mm-hmm. and everyone else was paying fucking twenty bucks. Yeah, exactly. Bastards. I know. And yeah, I'm I'm sad to see that go because I was really enjoying A-list, but you know it is yeah, what it me is. Too. Um, I know you just got it too, and then it's I like, know. boom. Yeah, that fuck. sucked. I think I only saw like maybe five movies because <laughs> I got it for Christmas. Yeah, well, at least you got your money's worth out of it, nevertheless. So. Oh no, I did. Like, yeah. and I saw movies that I am glad I didn't pay for, oh, <laughs> and yeah. probably would not have gone to see mm-hmm. if, if yep. uh, I was paying individually for them. Like, yeah. Pet Gen. But let's let's my, yeah. let's my be, last let's be... experience had to be fucking Birds of Prey. So fuck me. <laughs> Mine was Sonic. Mine was at least 1917. Here's yeah. Sonic. Yeah, mine yeah. was Sonic. The, the, so the PCM no. resistance of, of the film industry in 2020. You mean future Academy Award <laughs> winning yeah. Sonic? Future, future Best Picture winner Sonic the Hedgehog. <laughs> <laughs> with Terrible. Best Supporting Actor Jim Carrey. <laughs> I'm fine with that. And James Marsden doing... Uh, doing Cyclops? Yeah. So, right, this guy. He really likes to do movies that are set in cars with animated characters, like that movie he, he did, really, Hop. Yeah, yeah, it's kind of funny. Yep. That's his thing now. He's, he's gonna be... right. Speaking of awards, I severely messed up last week on the number mm. of Emmy awards because um, I was reading off of a list. Pop, pop con, uh, re, uh, retractions, retcon. <laughs> yeah, I was reading off of a list that was apparently just like the major acting awards and stuff, yeah. but not everything else. There's a lot more yeah. than that. And I, I admit, I didn't do <laughs> the research good. on that. No worries. It's okay. The the plus of us doing these episodes so soon together is mm-hmm. that I know. people are probably going to listen to this one first. Yeah, <laughs> probably. Because <laughs> it's shorter. Mm-hmm. Yes. Um, okay, guys. Like, is so Taylor, you were saying that you want to see Black Widow and Tenet in theaters. If now, I can, what, yeah. Yeah. Well, what if we're not going back to theaters until next summer? Oh, I would buy those. Black wi- I would okay. buy those movies on VOD in a heartbeat, dude. Like, that's, yeah, that's yeah, what I, thought. I mean, like, but you know, obviously, like, if I, like, if it comes down to between like waiting a month or two and buying it on VOD, I mean, it would be really hard, but I would try my best to like do that. I fucking know you would buy I, them, bro. I mean, I would cave, dude. I would cave eventually, but it's just a matter of like how long it would take for that to to happen. So. Yeah, I mean, what are the implications of this just being the new normal? If Disney makes such a fat fucking check off of this and they realize that in the future they don't have to split, you know, ticket sales, what are the odds that they just say, fuck you, we're dropping everything on Disney Plus for 30 bucks? I I don't know. I would hope that industry would would fight back enough on that oh i think yeah. the industry would fight so. back but who has the upper hand i mean you well, know and that's what this whole battle with the theaters has been about you know yeah. this vod battle and it's you know they've kind of given in a little bit in terms of the theatrical market you know the they window have. shrinking which we talked about last time but um if you give a mouse yeah. a cookie yeah if I you like give the book. mouse a cookie <laughs> yeah 
a, a mouse fell into a jar of cream, and eventually that mouse turned it into butter and climbed <laughs> out. Um, no, I'm just kidding. Uh, but uh, good old Catch Me If You Can reference there. Um, I, so I think it's important to note that, that that Disney did say during the earnings call, which is where all this stuff was revealed, like, and you know, I think it was um, I think it was you, Lauren, that made the point earlier. Like, yeah, they've lost. They they announced that they've have lost like one point five billion in revenues throughout the last yep. few months in their parks division. And then they came out and they're like, "But we're putting, uh, we're putting Mulan out on VOD, and it's like that's sort of like a way of like almost like putting a band aid on on you know things how they're yeah. going and stuff." Yeah. Um, but nevertheless, during the earnings call, they said, "You know, we're at least right now, um, we're looking at this as sort of a a, a one time a one off deal." You know what I mean? So like they're not necessarily looking that at this until as, they taste that sweet well, sweet money. Right now they're not looking at it as a long term model, cookie. but if this is successful, like that story could change. So you know, with yeah. that with that said, I I really I I don't think it would be a smart move for Disney um, to do that because then it just makes them that more that much more of a monopoly kind of thing. You know what I mean? And like. Part of the reason Disney, at least from a film perspective, hasn't become a, a monopoly is because they still rely on the distributors and therefore, you know, have these sort of partnerships with, you know, the different sort of elements of the industry. And when that goes away, like that becomes really problematic. But it also I just don't think is good for the industry. You know what I mean? Like there's a good possibility that could end up happening, especially if this ends up getting dragged out more than it needs to in terms of the whole pandemic. But, yeah, I just don't see... I don't see a way where that could be beneficial for them to do it like that. We might see some permutation of that, but the way you're describing, yeah. I just don't see that like helping the company. That I mean, much. I know, I know it's a joke, but on the cast yeah, yeah. a while ago, we had read that like Tumblr post that was like, the mouse buys this, the mouse buys that, the mouse tries to buy Warner Brothers. They say no, they mm-hmm. form their own army and storm the fucking yeah. studio yeah. and take it by force. You know what I mean? Like. Mm-hmm. It's a joke, but they ended up buying Fox. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like they're buying all this shit up. Like they're I again, it's a joke. But what if the, you know they could just make a play to fucking own it all? You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And then you don't have a fucking choice. Like yeah. yeah, they're gonna they're gonna pull a Dwayne Johnson of the film industry and just buy everything. <laughs> just buy the entire that Disney's gonna own the entire film industry. That's what I'm saying, man. You know, and then they create their galactic army and they try to colonize <laughs> the universe. And then it's like Starship Troopers all over again. Yeah. <laughs> Have you guys watched uh, that recently, by the way? It's a really, really great film. No. I, I think the last time I watched it was with you, man. Dude, it's so good. It's so I think good. the last time I watched it was when we lived together. Yeah. Um, yeah, okay. So, look, uh, we talked about Mulan. We talked a little bit about Black Widow, who, you know, would pay and wouldn't pay for what. Um, look, this wouldn't be an episode of Pop Pop, the Pop Culture Podcast. If we didn't talk a little bit about the new mutants, baby. Oh my gosh. <laughs> so let's tie this in with the streaming rights. Um, apparently they can't do this with new mutants because mm-hmm. someone else owns the streaming rights to yeah. this shit. Right. Um, so we're just never going to see this movie. Well, I, I think there actually might. And this is funny that you mentioned this. I think there might be a difference between the actual streaming rights and the, the PVOD, which are basically similar to mm. theatrical rights. Yeah. So like what for what if, for instance, if Disney was like, yo, we're going to throw New Mutants on Disney Plus for like 20 bucks. You know what I mean? Right. I don't think a movie like that justifies 30 because like a movie purchase the, versus the, well, like streaming it. Exactly. But That's then at that yeah. point, it, it wouldn't be like the, it 
it would have to be like a 24 hour rental or whatever where it goes away because they still right. don't have the rights. So it would be a complicated thing, but nevertheless, um, I, I just don't see why they haven't tried to figure some s- strike some kind of deal to like just get the rights to streaming for that yeah. movie and just yeah. fucking offload it, you know, just be yeah. done with it. Like, and to tie it back to the Comic Con, you know, last week's episode, if you guys want to go check that out, um, I don't I, like they they had this comic-con panel but they didn't announce anything like mm-hmm. there has to be there has to be something on the horizon or they wouldn't have spent yeah. the money to make this fucking panel they're just yeah, I mean, more money into this movie they yeah. did technically announce a new release date but also with the it's not gonna happen hopefully like, maybe? maybe question mark <laughs> yeah um so yeah i mean i guess technically that was the announcement but and along with showing the first five minutes just to get that buzz. But I agree that I feel like there's got to be more more to that story coming soon. Yeah. And, and I but. think I think the, the one thing that we haven't sort of acknowledged throughout um, this conversation about Mulan 2 is um, in the U.S., like it's obviously a different story theatrically, like the, the U.S., theatrical industry is pretty much fucked. But interla- internationally, what? it's actually like kind of a different story you know what i mean it obviously depends country by country and 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 how those particular countries are responding to the pandemic but you know the way they're looking at it is they're actually gonna you know like for instance movies like tenet you know and uh and mulan and these movies that are coming to vod in america they're actually gonna try to push them in the markets where the you know the theaters are open again the theatrical markets where that's Mm -hmm. happening so it's it's sort of a multifaceted approach you know what i mean and they're looking at the domestic side of things far differently than the international side of things. So I think there's something to be said for that. Yeah. I was reading an article today that said that the UK is going to require all theater goers to wear masks. Mm -hmm. And it's the same conversation we had about Mm -hmm. going to the theater here. uh, Had they, had they opened up, no one's going to keep their fucking mask on in a theater for two hours. It's just not going to happen. Yeah. Yeah. Well, no. And I mean, I think that actually brings up another good point that I was thinking about, too, that I forgot to mention earlier is like, OK, so you like, you know, obviously we we revel um, and sort of like heighten the theatrical experience as being the theatrical experience, you know, but <laughs> nice. Who is that supposed to be? This is Buffy, dog. Oh, yeah. shit. I didn't see the crossbows. It was blending. Us, it was blessing bl- blending in with your beard. Um, <laughs> there we go. Now I can see it. Um, the beard's back, baby. Yeah. <laughs> Dude, seeing the pictures of of the old long beard was was wild, right? Um, but point being is that what I'm trying to say is that um, you know we revel in this theatrical experience and and for the most part, like I'm a pretty hard like we all are, I think, pretty hardcore um, defenders of of theaters. But yes, at the same absolutely. time, like the theatrical experience has gotten pretty shitty in the past. I would say in the past like decade, basically, it's it's gotten really bad. Yeah, um, you I know, mean, I think we touched on it a little bit. Exactly. And, 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 you know, although we're all about that, there's a lot of people who have been turned off by the way, you know, theaters sort of operate and run and the kind of people that show up and cell phones and talking and people fucking Mm -hmm. laser pointers and all this shit. Like I've dealt with all this stuff, dude. What is it about going to a theater and paying $12 for a beer that I like? I can drink that same beer for cheaper at my house. Yeah, exactly. What is it? Well, and that's that's the thing is some people feel that way. Like, why would I go to the theater when I could get a six pack at my house for the same fucking price and paying for one beer, go rent the movie and like have a great time and enjoy myself and and not be distracted by fucking assholes. You know, I'm just a fucking consumer, aren't I? 
Exactly. So I think, you know, like, obviously we think differently than that, but there are a lot of people who think that way. And, and that's part of the reason why the theatrical industry has declined throughout the last decade. I mean, if you look at the yeah. numbers, they've just pretty much been, I mean, it's, you know, a little bit up and down, but for the most part. Yeah. I mean, none of us are going to be able to uh, replicate that experience in our own homes yeah. anytime soon, no matter how much we, mm-hmm. we try. I mean, we have giant projector screens in my house for television and stuff so it's you know we we have a good setup but you know there's there's nothing like going to that theater and getting it pitch black and and the Mm -hmm. giant screen and the Lord, i'll come over and like like, if you want me to come over and just like incessantly talk throughout your viewing experience i'll do it great great thank you so much i appreciate that um but yeah, I don't know where I was going. With well, that, I think other there's than something like that. I don't know. I think for me, the point of going to the theater is to have full focus on what you're mm-hmm. watching. Agreed. Um, which clearly not everyone agrees with. Um, because well, if I'm home, I'm going to most likely be on my phone and maybe my computer. Up. And yeah. people are coming in and out of the room and talking mm-hmm. and stuff. There are and, distractions. You know, yeah. Yeah, there's a lot of distractions. Mm-hmm. We're in the theater. It's it's the time to really, you know, sit down and focus in mm-hmm. for for two hours. Absolutely. Hours. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Totally. And especially, you know, and, and it's funny because Netflix actually disagrees with you. They wanna have you heard about this this two times watch speed thing they're doing? And yeah. all the filmmakers yeah. are coming out against it because they're like 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 pace is, you know, an important part yeah. of, of telling a story and, and making a movie oh, yeah. in particular. And once you can fuck with that you know it's like all that work goes out the window and and i couldn't agree more i think one of the things i love about the theater the most is that ability to just go into a room with a bunch of random people and all be transported to a place in a time you know for an hour and a half two hours i honestly think going back to what we were saying earlier of like you know time hop calling joel out (laughs) um i I think that experience does add to that like Mm-hmm. for better or worse yeah. i think that's why a lot of times these midnight releases we come out so hyped when mm-hmm. it's you know a decent movie obviously if it's a completely shitty movie you know we'll yeah. come out equally as upset but yeah. i think that's a lot of why they resonate so much um on that initial viewing is because mm-hmm. of that you know that zoned in experience yeah i mean i think one of the movies that i can think about off the top of my head recently in the past few years where you know i felt that more than ever was seeing uh into the spider-verse for the first time where it's like oh, i wouldn't yeah. have just i wouldn't have had that same level of um like emotional connection and investment in the story had i been like watching it at home on, on you know it's like you really i don't know it just brings something out which you know again and i think um sort of concurs with your point lauren yeah i agree Yep. Well, I think that's pretty much all we can say on yeah. the topic. Lauren, are yeah. you going to be paying thirty dollars to see this movie? Um, probably because I want to support, you know, the artists and and the uh, the non-white yeah. <laughs> leading cast. Totally, yeah. I mean, Indeed, the, the diversity of it. Yeah. Taylor, are we? And by that, I mean, are you going to be paying thirty dollars to see this movie? I'm not. I'm still unsure. I still really want to see the movie, but part of me like might just wait because I'm a physical media nerd. I might just mm-hmm. end up waiting. Yeah, if the movie's good enough, I might just end up straight up buying it on Blu-ray. So, like, we'll see. Um, I'm not opposed to spending the thirty bucks, but I'm also like not quite convinced at the same time. Yeah, uh, my answer is no. So, uh, if Taylor receives it, I'll be watching it. But otherwise, <laughs> I won't. 
Uh, Sweet, and then I'll charge you ten bucks to watch it, and we'll that's be fine. Good to go. <laughs> <laughs> that's fine. If I end up watching it, I'm not even really sold. That I know, I yeah, exactly. Um, uh, no, I've actually heard it's pretty decent from the people at the at, that attended the premiere. The word of mouth was was pretty good. So, yeah. no Mushu. I don't know. Uh, I think I Mushu is actually in the movie, but he doesn't talk. Well, there's that's a, even worse. There's a dragon in the trailers. Let's put it that way. All right. Well, thank you, everybody, for listening to this episode of Pop Pop, the hey. pop culture podcast. Uh, Taylor, where can everybody find you on the internet? You can find me at Taylor Salen on Twitter, and that's pretty much it right now. Sweet. Lauren, what about you? I am at underscore Miss Pixie underscore on Instagram and technically Twitter as well. Um, and also follow at Boomstick Theater for mm. some updates on some upcoming projects. Awesome. Nice. Bring theater into your home. And it's not going to be $30. No. <laughs> Wait, I don't know. Is it? I mean, unless you want to <laughs> donate to us, which would be awesome. But Beautiful. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, and I'm Nail Nerd everywhere on social media, Instagram, Twitter, YouTube. Uh, it's August. There should be this new show called We Watch Weed and Firefly coming out very soon, mm. in which I am the host. I'm looking forward to checking that out. Yeah. Oh, I am very excited for it. I mean, you know uh, how other, much I love Firefly, though. So. <laughs> exactly. Other than that, just uh, check out other episodes of Pop Pop and Peace. see you later, nerds. Peace yeah, out, guys. Bye. <laughs>